Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast and uh, in studio with my biggest fan, the one and only Mr. P3 himself, Steve Peden. What's up? Steve, welcome to the show, man. I'm I'm excited to have you, brother. How are things? Great. It's a long drive down here, but we finally made it. <laughs> and I appreciate it, man. You, you've been hanging out on the beach the last week and uh, uh, having, having a good time. We have. We uh, This time last week, we man, we drank a lot of beer. Best <laughs> <laughs> vacation, you have to. I, I'm just super disappointed Matt's not here. I, I know. So, uh, hey whatever all right so I, i'm we're not going to even waste any time we're going to jump in that obviously on vacation but you get back the plan was going to go run the kokomo clash first i want to ask you the weather played a factor and knocked out um racing it on saturday everything got pushed back a day when you're and i know you're a guy that plans you, you're a guy that likes to have your things ready and prepared how big of a wrench does that throw in the weekend plan? Well, <clears throat> I like to be prepared racing-wise, but personally, you can ask my wife, I, I don't plan anything. So uh, it didn't. It, it threw a wrench in it, and I hate running Sundays just because you got to get up and go to work Monday. and uh, Still got wash day left to do. Yeah, <laughs> which, I mean, it, it, uh, it, it was what it was, you know. I don't know. I don't feel like track wise track condition wise i don't feel like that played a factor in it i knew that track would be kind of burn up slick it has for the past few years so um i wasn't too worried about that but nobody likes a sunday day race but kokomo done all they could to keep it from locking down completely rubbering up so it all worked out and obviously you say it all worked out it it really <laughs> all worked out because you come home the 2021 Kokomo Clash late model champion um, picking up the win there for $2,021. And uh, what's that feel like, man? I Don't get me wrong. You've had a great year. We're going to get into all of that. And a hell of an end of the year. You really found some speed and got fast. But to go up there and run with the Supers at Kokomo and come home with a win, what's it like? Uh, can't even explain it. Honestly, because it wasn't like it was crate cars one two three. It was me and Rusty Schlink battling it out, and I mean, that, people can say what they want, but he's a he's one of the best regional and somewhat national drivers out there. You know what I mean? So 
if you race for a living, then I don't really consider you a regional driver. You know what I mean? Especially if you win, you know, a big $30,000 payday a month ago. But, um, that, uh, it, it's hard to explain. It's hard to even talk in victory line just cause it, it all, it ha- really hasn't all sunk in yet, but I mean, it, it's over now. So on to the next one, you know what I mean? That, that's the worst part about racing when you win, like you get to celebrate that night and then it's over. Do you take time at the end of the year? Like, do you, do you go back and watch? I mean, I'm not saying sit at home and, you know, fan over yourself, but <laughs> do you take time to go back and kind of relive those moments and, and watch them? Yeah, we do. And that's my wife records. I know Dirt to Media records every race, but we don't just only zero yeah, in on the P3. My wife record. I have her record every single lap I make, every lap. And I have them back all the way. I have a lot of video. Um, in fact, they're Saturday night. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I was watching Kokomo from two or three years ago that I went up there with the crate just to see, just to watch and see like mistakes and stuff like that. So it, uh, but yeah, I mean, you always go back and watch, watch tape, especially in the middle of winter when it's all, you know, everybody's down their luck. You watch it and you're like, man, I remember that. So it's just cool to watch. And that's what, I mean, when I was coaching football, that was the one thing I would do once the season was over and I could get away for a little bit, I would go back and watch the entire season and, and the highs and the lows and, and kind of just get a feel on how the year went because it's, you know, same kind of deal in any sport, you know, you win on Friday, but Saturday morning, the, the work starts for the next week right. to get prepared. So, but I want to ask you this question. I know this is a tough one because the Kokomo win is huge. Um, Josh Burton race. That's <laughs> done deal. Yep. Okay. Period. I <laughs> period. Don't care. It, that that was my most. If you ask me any race I ever wanted to win. I don't care. If, I didn't even care what it paid to win. I just wanted the trophy. I, I wanted to be able to say that I won my buddy's race. I had to add a strong feeling I knew what the answer was going to be, and I yeah. love that you already knew where the question was coming. Yeah. Um, but I just I wanted to ask because I wanted people to see. I, I know what that meant to you yeah. to win there, and and I, to be the whole combination, just amazing. Right, that everything came together. Yeah, it, I mean, man, that race, the Davis clan bought that car, and I didn't. That was my old car. It, it's been through the ringer. And I didn't, they said, you want to drive it? This is like Friday morning of the race. So I said, hell yeah, I'll drive it. So literally got there, hadn't even sat in the car. I was not comfortable. I mean, everything about a race car, you have to be comfortable mm-hmm. in it. Um, and then, I mean, qualifying showed that. We were like fourth. Invert was a four, start a pole. I'm like, well, all right. Finally got to fill in the heat. But man, after the heat, we took that checkered flag and it was a loud pop. And that's when it, I didn't know what happened. Uh, I thought we were done and it been a valve and the Davis gang being motor people, they, uh, I, they, they tell me what I want to hear. John Davis has always done that in my whole racing career. Um, they're like, it'll be all right. Just go run it. Well, you started up and sound like a John Deere tractor. So of co- oh my God, man, you don't understand. Like you watch the video or even if you were there, you're like, what in the hell is wrong with this car? But I mean, that was that was something else. I mean, that was almost like crate racing where you got to keep momentum up, mm-hmm. and that's all I done. I just kept momentum up on the top, and those guys were fighting on the bottom, and drove right around them. And that was win number one hundred. That was that, for your career. That was. 
and it's crazy we celebrated at white castle that night <laughs> and, and and the cool thing and and i know the story when you say it was friday morning when you found out because i had been talking to your wife about getting some things ready for if you or now if when you hit your hundred wins we we had thought the plan was going to be at brownstown speedway and i got the coolest message from your wife when he won at bloomington that's all i got <laughs> and it was it was just so cool because obviously i knew which race it was i knew it was going to mean to you but to just get that message of we had been talking about your hundredth win and, and some things going back and forth and i just get he won at bloomington yeah. and i'm like that's amazing that was i mean it's just i don't know josh meant so so much to us do you know what i mean so to win that it's awesome and i i don't know that we've ever really you know talked about that on here how did that relationship with josh and the burton family start uh well i never used to really like josh but then him and my sister megan started dating and uh i always said this is a bad deal but it just you know it played out and um man josh is wild back in his super stock days i remember him when i first started racing he was at the driver's meeting at bloomington speedway apologizing to everybody mike miles <laughs> made him apologize to all the drivers before he could race and he stood up there and done it but uh but man he's just he's just a great kid and uh it, it's hard to talk about it i'm positive of that yeah. yeah so he uh he meant a lot to us well and i again it's 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 crazy how things happen but for 100 to fall on that race knowing what it means to you and again i love it and and i'm i will cut a sound clip of this as me starting to ask the question you saying josh burton doesn't even need to be asked yeah. um now what what's crazy is the night he passed away i won that night so i have that trophy and i wrote on that trophy josh's last ride so it, it just that's i don't know just special and it always will be yeah. i mean that's and that's what i love i mean it would have always been special if it was number 93 or 107 but to yeah. be the hundredth career feature win yeah. um and be that connection is just it's it's part of the story that yeah. that's really really cool right and the, like the burton family jerry darlene if you need any like a shirt off their back they will give it to you they're just awesome people so they uh they support me and i that's those tires are always orange and that shannon rush at hoosier is one of the main guys at hoosier he knows me about my orange tires so that's that's kind of cool that you know we're one of the only people that still do it to this day every single race so um and it's an amazing tribute it is. to see it out there right like the other night at kokomo uh we're getting tony was getting there to put a tire on the car i'm like hold on i need to paint that and he's like <laughs> all right yep so it's just it's something i always do so I love it. Now we got we got pretty heavy and deep there for a second. I needed to, but I don't know who you are right now. <laughs> Matt's not here, so <laughs> so let let's lighten it up. But so how many of the feature wins were at Rascals Fun Zone? <laughs> well, uh, my wife and my daughter, my wife today, my wife and my daughter like to spin me out. So uh, maybe a couple. <laughs> but. No, man. Dude, I was laying on the beach when I freaking seen that. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. My, and she, my wife, Jamie, she lost it. My, the The best part is, and I, I did I did put this in the post, and I, I, I messaged you and told you, my wife has become a Steve Peden P3 fan. And it, it cracks me up because 
people who watch us go back and forth on social media or 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 know us know we give each other hell all the time but i i was at the shop and i was i was editing that photo and putting it together to get ready to post and she walked by and all i heard is you gotta be kidding me like <laughs> and i go what and she goes you're not gonna do that to him and i go it's funny and she's like and she just walked and i'm like your fandom has started to it, it's, it's it's creeping into your judgment here so but i i do want to say this man when you look back at a hundred feature wins and we're at now what would we end up with at the i don't end? even know where we're at right now maybe 105 i was gonna say maybe, i knew I, I, I was gonna I, say honestly I, I don't know i was gonna say 104 105 yep. but when you look at that like what what do you think when you when you go back to when you were starting racing, like, could you have ever imagined you were going to get to a hundred feature wins? No, nobody does. And that's, I don't think a lot of people get, I don't think people give people enough credit because a hundred wins is 10 wins. It's hard to achieve. And then like it, uh, there's guys that have raced their whole career and never won, you know, 10, mm -hmm. 15, 20 years. So, and we're competitive, right? And it's just, it's crazy. Then you, but then on the other side, like you look at like Bloomquest and Moyer, six, 700 wins, you're like, this, that, it, it, that's unreal itself. You know what I mean? Steve Kenzer, people like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, um, looking back on 100 though, I mean, it's, I can name probably at least 80 to 90 of them. You know what I mean? But I have every trophy but two. So that's what I always got crap for that. I didn't get my trophies out um to like kids and stuff like that and it was nothing personal but it's all i have from racing is pictures and trophies from the last 15 years and that's how everybody is that you, all you got is pictures you don't have the money or anything like that you no, know what it, I mean? so it, it's I usually can, already owed before right, you get attacked to yeah, the pits. so if i can keep something just to show so well and i, and I think that's you know i i wouldn't slam you on not giving them out because i i'll go back to Two years ago when they were doing the Road to Eldora, when they had Billy Moyer Jr. and interviewed him in the trophy room at Billy Moyer Motorsports, and he turned around and looked, and you saw, you know, all the world globes and yeah. the, the entire massive – like, yeah, you can say six, 700 wins, and that's impressive, but when you visualize really what he's done – holy crap yeah like unreal it, it is yeah. so i do want to ask you this just kind of off the off the topic you know as a as a racer do you prefer what most tracks have gone to now in giving out the check or do you prefer the old school trophy uh probably the checks on the bigger races but i don't know it's that's a toss-up i don't like the brownstown little checks i mean come on i'm sorry but i i just I don't like the little checks, but everybody wants a cardboard check, but just the big ones. The big ones. The big just ones. the big ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I still, you know, there's still a lot of races I love when they give out a trophy. Right. Um, like the Bowman's cool. They give the big check, and the, that trophy yeah. is really cool. So Something, you know, something, again, like you said, that, to hold on to and be able to, uh, to remember those things right. from. Right. So, you know, let's, let's go back on the season – um, and talk because I, I normally I would just come right out and offend you, but um, go for it. No, 
I think you would agree that the start of the year was not how you kind of envisioned it going. You were you were running well, but not where you wanted to be. Yeah, I mean, we won what second night out, but then it just kind of kind of fizzled out. Everybody gets lucky every now and then, I guess. So that's how we were like the second night out. Just got lucky and won. Um, and I and I don't want it to sound like I'm I'm knocking the program, but I think talking to you in the off season and coming into this year, I think you expected a lot more right off the bat. And I think, you know, feeling out this new car and kind of figuring out what you were, how you were going to, you know, go with it. And then it really was the midpoint of the summer when man, things just turned. It was, it was, um, probably, uh, Oh, the super race there at, uh, Brownstown. I forget when it was right before Scottsburg. I tried some things and it tremendously changed the balance of the car and I changed how I drove the car too. And from then on, it's just been, I mean, I think we, the last seven races since Josh's race, when was that? Uh, Labor Day weekend. Yep. We've ran seven races and I won the last six of them. That was including that super stock race, but it's like even the, the crate deal, like we just, we we're so good, except for the Bowman. We were so bad. But I talked to Rayburn about that, and he told me why I was so bad. Really? Yeah. It's all up here. It's all up here. That's what he said. <laughs> he said, did, did the track change? I'm like, well, the track is a little little different than what normally was. And he's like, okay. He said, did you change the car? I said, no. He said, so what changed? And I'm like, I don't know, Rayburn, what changed? He's like, <laughs> up here. I'm like, well, probably right. I mean, I feel like we had the best one of the best shots to win that race. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but when you start off qualifying bad, it just spirals downhill. So, it, is that the toughest thing in a night? Is when you you know going in that you've you've qualified bad or you've buried yourself back in the pack because you've got to go into that and think, I don't want to overdrive this, you know, and get myself in trouble. I've got to be patient, but I also know especially in the NAL late model series, you know, some of those guys up front, if you give them too much time and too much space, you're yep. not gonna have a chance to run them no, back down. They're gone. That's the worst part about it. Qualify deep. I mean, I, I think we qualified fourth or something, but it was still like it. That can feel like a mile. It can. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you got to qualify top two on a Bowman night, at least just so you can get a front row spot on the heat race. So, so, when when you made that turn and you said you know you set up the car differently you started to drive differently how hard is it to make an adjustment as a driver you know and start driving differently uh i i, I don't necessarily think it's too hard it's just a mind thing at least for me it was i tell you what i've watched a lot of dirt on dirt videos i mean every i watched all these races late model races and that one that Flo had, uh, had Overton, in-car camera of Overton at Eldora. And if he, he had to be turning his steering wheel an eighth of an, I mean, just eighth of a turn, just barely turning that steering I wheel. I know exactly I thought, what you're talking about. How can I do that? I want to do that. And I've done that. Even a Kokomo. Like, it's, it, it just, it's a, I think it's a mindset thing, and it's just a lot of it's your feet, too. So. And isn't it crazy, because I know exactly the race you're talking about with Overton, how truly effortless yes. it looks. Yeah. 
I mean, and then you you think about some of the guys and not putting them that are fighting that car and still competitive, but fighting that car. And Overton literally looks like he's pulling into church on Sunday morning. Yeah, like it's it. No, it was he was that was easier than that. Easier than pulling into <laughs> yeah, church. It, I mean, it, it, <laughs> just, it, it it is man. It's wild to watch these guys and and you know when a car set up right, how to do that. Yep. So as you as you develop that, you know, did the car setup have to be more spot on? Did you feel like it your setup had to be better? Um, you know, and and because you wanted to be able to drive as easy as you could and as smooth as you could? Not necessarily. I feel like I learned a lot over the winter and I studied a lot, learned a whole lot about shocks and all that and a lot of it a lot like a lot of people say like if they say oh i'm too tight i'm too loose it could be just the way they're driving the car you know what i mean and that's uh once you once you get a balanced car it's just crazy how good it is how good it is but then i'm not all there in the head so i like to i i think man if i could just do this or just turn in just a little bit better and then next thing you know you're back out in left field and can't get the car back to where it was that's that's the worst feeling and everybody does it and I, I yeah because you 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 start to convince yourself there's got to be a little bit more speed there's yep. got to be a little bit well there's always more yeah you just <laughs> gotta very find true. it <laughs> everybody's searching for that yeah. little bit more yeah so i i do want to you know before we go too much farther i do want to say i know you've got some tremendous sponsors that help you out. Um, you know, Dustin Roller Motorsports being the main <laughs> one. Um, you know, you talk about they for their check bounce though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bounced it all the way to the bank. <laughs> uh, I still have to say that that's that the night you said that in victory lane is I I've not laughed that hard in the trailer in a long time. Um, but please let's let's shout out those sponsors, man. So uh, mowers that one out of Danville. Uh, Craig Sims, prof- professional concrete cutting, uh, M2 Designs, Royal Purple, uh, Davis Automotive, Josh Burton Racing, Durabilt Performance, um, Curtis Garage and Wrecker, Porter Pipe, uh, Jimmy Cooper, JCE, uh, Justin Shaw, Superheat, and then uh, PFC Brakes by SRI Performance, All Star Performance, um, Dirt to Media, Race Clean, Throttled Up. Uh, it- we don't need to worry about those guys. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Their checks bounce too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Capital, uh, Race Cars, Hendren, uh, Kate, they're Crate Insider. You know, it's just, we. I surrounded myself with some really good people this year and it, it paid off, I feel like, huge. So, pretty awesome. So, as you look at this year and the success that you had, what do you set as goals going for next year? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. My whole goal this year was I wanted eight wins. I mean, I think we had two last year or something like that. And uh, and then Dustin Roller Motorsports came on board. And- yeah, I mean, we probably could have had 18. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, you always set your goals higher than what you think you're going to do. So, I mean, we went, I went with eight, and we ended up getting 10 in the crate. Mm-hmm. So, um I haven't really thought about next year yet. You know, I, I still want to race some this year, to be real truthful with you. So Now, what, I know we had talked. I knew Kokomo was on your list. What else are you looking to 
for the rest of this year? Uh, well, I didn't realize Florence was racing this weekend until last week or whatever, and uh, wife's birthday's coming up this weekend, so we can't do that one. Next weekend, we can't race because it's Halloween on Saturday night yeah. in Martinsville. So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I Honestly, I thought I had this ride for the Powell Memorial this weekend in Florida for that 26000 mm-hmm. and, and nothing ever it, it kind of fizzled out so um i don't know you never know what we'll what we'll do we just show up <laughs> ready to roll when need be yeah so i don't know i'd love to go down to bulls gap that'd be fun bulls gap is so cool yeah man. i've never been there i've watched a lot of video of it but <laughs> it'd be fun but man i don't know we'll see that place and i'm telling you and it's it's partially it's just the way it sits up on the mountain and you look down on town too but that place it, it's big don't get me wrong but it looks so massive uh from sitting up at top and that is a cool place to watch race for I think, sure i forget how much banking like 32 degree banking it's something i heard him nuts. say it on the the flow thing the other day and and i <laughs> one of the funniest things i've ever seen at a racetrack and the time i went down there to broadcast it it rained and it was right at the beginning of covid and you know they were going to race no matter what and they were running the track back in with the tow trucks and it was probably about midnight we hadn't even got through qualifying yet one of the tow trucks is trying to run the top in and he gets up and he gets loose and he turns at the top and comes straight down the bank and runs into the inside wall <laughs> and knocks the wall over the, the probably concrete. robert rainey driving i mean it was <laughs> i i've never seen anything like it and then obviously the track was so wet they couldn't get the thing pulled out like it was and the guy i mean the whole stands are full nobody's left i mean the guy had to feel awful but it was hilarious to watch him take the entire bank in a tow <laughs> truck and hit the wall but that is a that's a cool joint for sure yeah. man uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. You know, that's a whole different tire rule down there. and I don't know if I want to buy all new tires. Do you know what I mean? Or if you can find them right now. And- well, I mean, yeah, I think you can, I think you can find tires. But people just like to gripe because, I don't know, it, it, it's racing world. Well, yeah. I, I never had one issue getting tires. Really? I never did. Never did. So... I mean, occasionally they'd be out of something, but... But if you're prepared ahead of time... Yeah, I mean, it's not like a stockpile. I mean, you got to think, man, those things are 180 bucks pop for crate or for late model tires. So, I mean, I never, like, had, like, 20 of them, but I may have had three or four. You, you, you know had a plan that yeah. I may need these. Yeah, and, and I've never done that until this year. So, but I mean, hell, I still got four brand new ones set in the trailer. So, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I, I think they could have... I just don't want to buy new tires. That's a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, you start, you can't go down there with four tires. You're going to have to have at least eight. You know what yeah, I mean? So it, the, the outcome adds up really fast. Right. And I mean, it's, I mean, the guys they got coming there, you, you can't buy used tires and expect to compete with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Let me ask you this just to jump in, you know, any late model series, obviously, you know, we talked before we went on air. You ran every race this year with the Indiana Lay Model Series. But who are some of those guys that, you know, obviously we knew you and, and Tyler, you know, the 20 group, obviously battled all year. But who are some of those other guys in that group that you raced with that you are just 
really impressed with what they did. Collins. Collins was good. I feel like if uh, – honestly, I think if the Bowman would have had a yellow, Collins probably would have won that thing because he was rolling on the bottom. Yeah, he's he's really found – He has, yeah. He uh, – I mean, Capital Car, it's, I'm sure he'd say the same thing. It's a testament to them. It's just those are <laughs> – they're good cars. So, um, but, you know, Collins and then, um, you know, honestly, Robert Rainey's came a long way, and I feel like he's – he's improving all the time so um if he just listened to me and his dad he'd be a lot better well and you know i think i think what rayburn told you about the bowman um i think it's a lot of robert too robert is so hard on himself yes and beats himself up over mistakes and and you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes as, as a driver coming up and um I think as he finds the confidence in what he's doing more and more, he's gonna he's gonna really be good. He will definitely. It's a uh, confidence is huge in racing. So, I mean, it, to go back to Kokomo, I'm gonna throw Jason Heyman under the bus here because he came up to me at Kokomo. He was up there and he said, "What's your goal here tonight?" This is right before the feature. I knew we were starting pole, and I'm like. Well, what do you mean what's our goal he's like well like top five top ten and i looked at tony thomas that was helping me and i said tony what's our goal here he's like well we didn't come here if we didn't think we had a shot to win so i mean that that was our goal and Heyman kind of looked at me and he's like well you know good luck well, he texted me yesterday and he's like dude congratulations that was badass <laughs> but but you're so right and i think it's why you see so many guys go on streaks yeah. um, when their confidence oh, yeah. gets up. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, talking about, you know, outside of our local world, but Kyle Larson right now is on a tear like nobody else. But he's got a confidence level right now that he truly thinks he can race anything and, and can. He's he can. proven it. Yeah. Um, but four or five years ago, he was still really, really good. He just wasn't on the tear he's on right now. And, right. And, you're exactly right. That confidence plays a huge part. It really into, does. Yeah. It, it, if yeah, it's crazy how much it does play into it. It's no different than playing a basketball game for a high school or football game. I mean, it's just, it's all, it's all in your head, honestly. So if you know, you're going to be, a, that's, I think Raven was right with the Bowman with me. I mean, I just let it, I don't know if I necessarily let it get in my head, I probably shouldn't have went there the Thursday night and then stayed Friday. Like I always like to just roll in, unload, and race. You know what I mean? Not hang out all day and all that. And that that's probably a lot of it. But um, I don't. Know. Why Why do you like that better? Just easier, man. I, like that when we were in the fair race at Brownstown. I was on a Thursday night. Uh, Gilpin won. We ran second. Went home and then I had to go to work the next morning. So. I was at work and I was, we went to lunch and I text Tony cause I had seen gas city was running crates that night. And I said, talk me going out. Or I said, talk me, talk me out of going to gas city. He's like, there's no rollback going to drive from gas city to Martinsville to drop your car off. And I said, okay, well you talked me into it. Let's go. You want to go? He's like, well, we'll see. You know, well, I get home at like three 30 and he's sitting in my garage. <laughs> 
So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. we literally unloaded the car, washed the radiator out, loaded up, and rolled up there. And I got there after drivers meeting, hot laps on the, getting ready to go on the track, and it's just, it's just you unload and go. It's it's just easier. Do you think it's you don't have that time to think and probably a lot of it? Yeah, you yeah. you don't have time to overanalyze. Everything. Yeah, overthink. Yeah, yeah, you're just you know I got to get this this and this done. I get yep. in the car, I go do my thing. Yeah, and that's what we done. I mean, it was like Chinese fire drill with me and him up there, but it uh, it worked out. I mean, Collins won, we ran second, but it's still we had hardly no sleep and you know worked all day, so it all worked out. To go back to the Josh Burton race, do you think that played into it? You didn't know you were going to race it until right there that, you know, it was short notice. Probably, yeah. Just jump in and go drive? Yeah. Yeah, but it's still, I don't know. I don't know how I I I, I treated that race different just because, honestly, I hadn't been in Superstock in a while. So, I mean, those guys are really good. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> they run it every week you don't i don't run it every week and it's totally different than the crate so or late model so and that's one of the coolest things when drivers talk about that because so many guys i think think well you know so and so could just jump down in whatever they wanted and 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 race it and again it goes back to what larson has done and what some other guys have done they're so impressive i've said this on the show before but i remember when they talked to Tony Stewart in an interview one time. And they said, why are you not at you know Knoxville Nationals running a sprint car? And he goes, "They got these guys are really, really good. No. They run this stuff every week, week in, week out, and live it. I'm not good enough to go beat them like that. Now, maybe if I ran one every week and could get myself ready, maybe I could. But no, I can't. Right. You just can't always drop in and, and go do it. So it's a cool perspective that you gave right there. Because you're right. exactly right. Those Superstock guys are good they are they are i would like to see larson and a hornet oh wouldn't that be cool it would be because those are honestly i give i give more credit in it to the hornet guys than anybody because i've drove one of those and they are a pain That's... like it blew me away blew me away wow something's i think somebody at some computer something's talking but <laughs> uh but no like it, you're exactly right it's crazy it would be crazy to see truly what he could do it'd just be fun to see with that yeah. i mean yeah because i i go back to when i saw him come to brownstown with that flow night in america he goes over for the first lap he almost goes over the second lap and third lap he nails it and he didn't miss a mark the rest of the night like i've just never seen a guy figure it out that fast and just nail it right and don't get me wrong he's got a great car got a great setup behind him blah 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 blah. he does but you gotta be able to drive it you too. gotta be able to drive it <laughs> yeah. so so when when you you look at this obviously you got the bucket list with the josh burton memorial you've got kokomo this year with the clash what what are those other bucket list races that you want to pick up? Probably some of those the big bigger money crate races out of state because I don't feel like there's enough in in Indiana at all. So I mean, there's, preach. There's there's just I I'm sure every crate guy in this state would agree with me that there's not. You look at Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, Florida this weekend. Stupid money. I mean, there's that one in Mississippi that. Uh, Oh, the um, Hunt the Front guy won mm -hmm. 50 grand crate yep. race. They only had like 50 cars show up for it or something like that. Like it, 
and they still paid the fifty thousand to win. So I just there, if Indiana could do something, it would draw cars. It draw a lot of cars. I agree. We've got the, we have the tracks and the facilities to put on some amazing, amazing races, and and you're exactly right. What I think some people up here don't realize in the in the South, when you're talking about Tennessee, Georgia, you know those areas down there, there's a lot of super guys who who race supers regionally and even nationally. They keep a crate car because they go race the weekly crate shows as well because the money's there to go do it. Right. They're involved in all that stuff. Yep. And I, and I agree. I I don't, I don't see why those things can't happen here in Indiana. They can, they just, they could. So I I don't know it. I've never ran a series. I never ran a racetrack. I ran my mouth. But that's I'm about good. it. <laughs> I'm really good at that. Uh, but I, I promise you, I'll give you my opinion of things. Um, uh, if Indiana's so far behind, I feel like on on the crate stuff. But I think I crates really started down south, Georgia, mm-hmm. Alabama, stuff like that. So I mean, but man, they got so many big money races down there. It, I wish it was closer. You know, what I mean, it's hard to drive six, eight hours to a race and then drive back and go to work and all that. Um. So, well, and to have any kind of life, right? I mean, at least you know, you you run at a Brownstown on Saturday night, or you know, Bloomington on a Friday night. You can at least usually, even with all the time in the shop, find a day or half a day to be with family. When you're going to Tennessee for the weekend, you're leaving Friday. You're coming back Sunday evening, and, right? And it's it's a whole weekend um, trip down there. But no, and it's crazy, like you just said not just the big money races down south but their regular races are paying what our big money crate races here are paying right and yeah some rule differences but you guys aren't investing less in your cars up here than what they're investing right down there. no i think the rules are about the same except for 411 they got a different carburetor rule but they always say if you think you're good come to east tennessee and you'll see how good you are so i i feel like that's the same with like come to Brownstown and see how good you are. You know what I mean? So, um, every state's got their, their track, but definitely like the East Tennessee guys like Henderson, Matt Henderson, all them guys. I mean, they're, they got their stuff figured out. Well, and one thing I've always said, you know, and I would love, I would love more crossover between that because, you know, the interesting thing about a lot of our tracks up here is, you know, you talk about Bloomington and, and Brownstown and is, is the lack of a wall. And so many of those East Tennessee tracks, those guys love to lean on a wall. Or at the Gap, it's so big, you ain't got to worry about going over or hitting a wall. <laughs> but that difference in how you drive, I would love to see some of these guys come up here and race and have them to fill out where that, right. that top groove is and how do you use it and, you know... It's one where if you if you don't know how to run it right, it'll eat you up real quick. Oh, I agree. It's, that's how Kokomo is. I mean, mm-hmm. I stayed off the wall this time, though. Not one <laughs> scratch from the wall. I was proud of myself. Very I, proud of myself. And no uke tires either. I, I have to say that it felt like two very different posts um, after Kokomo between your post, obviously, with the win, and then 
Josh Bowler posting his spoiler yep. and being at Kokomo. And he had a great run, too, but yep. I just love that. I got you in victory lane, and Bowler's got a post with yep. his rear Well, it's because that's usually Kokomo, man. You put on the wall. It's, it's, it's adrenaline. Road. I mean, it's just it's the fastest way around. Usually. And you drive off of it to, to do it. Yeah. I mean, Schlink, when he was leading out, watched him. He knocked the wall down. He destroyed his back deck, spoiler and everything. So I thought, I'm just going to keep a, about a car length off. So that's what I've done. And to go back, and I, I want to kind of bring this full circle here because we we talked off air, but then, you know, you, you kind of touched on it. The people who want to say, you know, who was there and, you know, who'd you beat and blah, blah, blah. And you made a great point. It wasn't one, two, three crate cars, number one. But number two, if people haven't went and watched – the race it was one hell of a race and you did a lot of work to get back to get the chance to take the lead and you know it's been said in racing for years and years and years it's one thing to catch a guy it's another to pass a guy yep. what was the thought process as you were chasing him down don't let him get too far away but see they before the track was was rubbering up a lot like in the b mains heat races it was starting to starting to get just a little bit b mains are really locked down so i only had like crate tires around here i I wasn't set up for open tires like all these super guys were so i forgot i had in my my truck in the toolbox that i had this old junk 40 hardest one of the hardest tires we got you know this thing if it wasn't four years old i don't know how old it was i pulled that thing out and tony looked at it and he's like oh my god really i'm like this is all i got nobody's got any up here so and if tony looks at it like that he's seen a few things well he's like well <laughs> let's mount it so we mounted it we were getting ready to put it on and uh we, we were gonna run it but they went out uh, Heyman came over and he said they just fired their tractor up the track did so i'm like well maybe they're gonna prep it which then i'm like well do you want hammered down or do you want rubbered up because you know i, I would have had a better shot at being completely locked down, starting pole, trying to get the lead quick and just keep it. And you hold know on I mean? to it, yeah. But it, uh, so that I, I rode up there and the guy was driving the tractor on the track and I stopped him. I said, what are you guys doing? I need to know. He told me they're just going to, he said, we're just going to sprinkle a little water on it and put some holes in it. They didn't just put a, a sprinkle of water on it. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they coated it pretty good, but I, I can't compare. I don't know how to compare when Schlink passed me the first lap going down the backstretch, I don't know if you've ever been to like a NHRA event, uh, a funny car <laughs> event. Yeah. Dude, that was unreal. Like, just, I mean, screaming. It just blew my doors. And I'm like, holy shit, this. I need to hold on for a second. Well, I just, I hold it off into three wide open. And I thought, you know what? Just keep it under you. Keep your head together and then follow him. I mean, he, he didn't check out, but he pulled away probably half straight away or more. So it's, uh, I just kept telling myself, just keep it, keep it off the wall. And it, that's what blows me away. Like Slink kept trying to run the cushion and one and two, the wall. But if he would have moved down, there's a little strip of rubber getting in that probably would have helped him a lot more than trying to bang that wall down. But that's just the difference between leading it and running second too. Or yeah, you can being watch able that. to being able to see yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the lap Lena cars. Lena race is a lonely, lonely place. Yeah, the lap cars helped out a bunch. I couldn't believe they all 
they literally <laughs> all went to the bottom like just <laughs> it's like they had radios and they all I, it blew me away so that's <laughs> that's definitely um not what we see all the time right right <laughs> for yeah. lack of for lack of a better way of saying it and me me and Schle- we ran clean too yeah i mean there was one time coming before i got a little crossed up uh, i was kind of too straight coming off so i like had to pinch it but i knew he would run me clean he wasn't gonna dirty me you know what i mean so um man it just all worked out so still pretty unreal honestly you know what i mean that we won nobody expected us to win nobody there are a lot of guys that don't want us to, didn't want us to win you know what i mean that's what it makes it even better for me well and, and i what i love about it and, and i'll i'll say it here because i said it off air but you know those people who want to say whatever you know who was there what was you know here's the thing and, and you just said it there are tons of people that didn't think you had a chance at winning the kokomo clash a lot of people didn't want you to win it but those people who sat at home and didn't go they didn't think they had a chance of winning it either and, right. and you said it best when you talked about what you guys said to Heyman. you wouldn't have went there if you didn't think you had a chance to go win it and it, kudos to you guys man i mean right. that's what i mean how can you sit at home and question somebody I mean, you didn't load up and go if you thought it was right. that easy to go win two grand why didn't you do it yeah it was not easy no, <laughs> i promise I, you that no I, <laughs> I i believe that yeah so no man it's it just it's it's such a cool deal and like i said it, it's really like this whole year for you man and i know last year was um you know you got two wins but i know last year was a was an up and down year it for was. you and um you know some bad luck some things that went on but to see how this year's kind of started to close out for you, it it's really cool to watch, man, and and see where you've gotten and accomplished, and and um, and that's about all the nice things I should probably. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Eric. Throw out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and the funny thing is, for those who don't know, uh, we hate each other. To put, <laughs> to put it out there, um, and I do want to say it, you know, before we finish up here, but man. Um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you do for us. Um, we give each other hell. Um, it's, it's all in good fun. Um, yes, there's, there's probably some people out there who truly believe we hate each other. Uh, but no, man, like, like I said, off air, like you are one who constantly, you know, you promote what we're doing, you support us, um, you know, and, and, you know, I joke and, and, and people, People ask, you know, you you do have throttled up, race clean, dirt to media, all our stuff on on your car, and we haven't given you a dollar. And um, you know, I want I want people to understand that, like, we're not we're not getting rich on this stuff that we're trying to do, and um, we want to do things that we can we can support more drivers and help them out. But it means a ton to us when drivers you know reach out and support us as well. And I I just want to thank you, man, because you push us on social media all the time. You're constantly, you know, um, promoting what we're trying to do. And, and it, it truly, um, it truly means a lot to, to Ryan and I both. Well, I'm glad we, we tried and that's, I wish more people would try to do that. You know, it's for you guys to broadcast every single race that almost that every single race, crate race that we ran this year. Like it's, there's so many people that are in, in my group, sponsors friends stuff like that that 
bought it, watched it every week. I mean, Mower Zone, they literally bought that race every single week and watched it by the pool. So, I mean, it's just – and it's it helps them out because they don't have to drive there. They can stay home and do all their stuff and watch it. And it just um, – I, I, I like supporting people that support me. So – well, and I hope drivers realize too, you know, and, and we love hearing those stories. The, the things that I love the most about what we do at Dirt to Media is A, stories like that that connect a driver with sponsors and or can offer something to a sponsor that you didn't have before. And it's the, it's the grandparents that can't make it to the track. It's when mom can't make it to the track. You know, there, there's nothing I love more than getting that message from a driver or a family member and say, wow thank you like i would have never got to see so-and-so race if it wasn't for this and that that honestly and i know it is a business and we're we're trying to grow and make some money but that means the world to me and it's cool i know you told us earlier in the year about mower zone and watching by the pool and i hope drivers see that we want to use this to help promote you guys and use that when you go to to sponsors and talk to them you know hey we're broadcast you know every race of the year and we're live and you can see it and you know obviously ryan does a tremendous job i don't help at all with that with cutting highlights <laughs> and putting that stuff out but uh you know it, it is it's it's a cool deal and like i said we we appreciate appreciate everything you do for us brother and yeah, and appreciate it i feel like this year like i stepped out of my um stepped out of my little circle at, with sponsors and tried yeah. to do more for sponsors like just uh done that uh every wednesday where i display a sponsor and uh you know what services they offer what do they do who are they and i've gotten a lot of feedback from that just from people that don't even like like the post or whatever but just read it and move on but um i think that that worked out good this year i think it's huge and and i and i tell you drivers if if you are looking you know for that how to how to get sponsors hold on to sponsors that's it man and, and i had a great talk and and was actually drew abel and i had this conversation and and drew said you know so many drivers walk in ask for a sponsorship get their check and you they don't talk to that sponsor again until it's time to try right. and go get another check man make that a business relationship and and again you become a an extension of that brand and i i loved them you know and a you know, obviously, like you said, this is a drive down here for you. And so I'm not in the area to to use a lot of the sponsors that you have, but it was cool for me to read them and know who you're connected to in your racing program and, you know, who the guys are that are supporting you. And it's it I think it's great for those sponsors to to get their names out there and do it. No, definitely. I mean, and I feel like Royal Purple kind of opened my eyes to all that. Um, just like that, that meeting I had with them and not necessarily what they expected, but what they wanted to see. And I think I, I think we like met their expect expectations with it. Um, so every time I talk to JP, he's always been said, everything's great. So hopefully well, I it was. Mean, <laughs> all he's doing is eating steak, fishing and golfing. He so. does fish a lot. He does, man. <laughs> the man eats more steak than anybody I've ever met and, and fishes a ton, but no. And that, you know, and it's cool, and I and I hope people see that too. And to talk about your Royal Purple sponsorship, and uh, you know, I can't say enough. Royal Purple is as you know jumped on with us with the pre race show and a lot of the stuff we're doing, and 
um, you know, helped us with the sponsorship of the, uh, you know, the quick time award there for the crate series. And I, I want people to see, you know, when you go and you start looking at, you know, products that you're going to use or, or companies that you're going to support, look at who is supporting what you're interested in. And, right. and it's huge. I mean, and I understand Royal Purple's not one that's been in the dirt world a lot, but I can tell you because you've been in these meetings and I've been in these meetings um, from the media side and they want a presence right. in our world. And, For sure. They want to see that, that we're going to show support back. So, man, when you're going to making those choices, give Royal Purple consideration. They want to invest back in dirt, dirt racing and uh, be a part of this community for sure. It's a great product, too. It is. I mean, honestly, I'm not just saying that. It, it literally it is. And and a wide range of great products yeah. that they offer. So, yeah. and uh, yeah, can't say enough about all of that. So, all right, brother. Well, we are we're at an hour um and i just want to say this before we take off uh number one man congrats on this year um thank it, you it's been it's, it's been, been it's been a lot of fun up and down but fun um and you know what it's it's a lot easier just to give you hell constantly when you're winning because <laughs> i feel like it at least balances you're so much nicer when matt's not here <laughs> i i feel like it you know he he was going to balance out. He probably would have. I, he would have said the wrong thing, for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, before we go, I really need to thank Tony Thomas. Yeah. He came on board or came out and started helping us this year. And that that guy, he, when I worked for O'Neill back in 03 and 05, he was there in 03. And, man, it, it was so fun, so much fun. And, uh, I mean, he started helping us this year. And, man, we just we gel so good together. And we drink a lot of beer. <laughs> But we just, we click and like, I don't have to say like, just put fuel in the car or do this or do that. Like, it's just, he already does it. I'll go to check it and he's like, I already done it. You're, you know this. So he, uh, he's been a huge, huge help to us this year. And I appreciate everything that he's done and, um, brings a lot of knowledge. That's what exactly. I was going to follow with man. The guy has, yeah. he's seen it. He's done it. Yep. If you've got a question, he's typically got an answer. Yeah, smart ass um, answer probably. Oh yeah, but. yeah. He'll, he will make you feel like you asked the dumbest question yes. ever. But yep. uh, yep, he'll he's get all, you to the right answer too. Yeah, yep. He uh, he always tries to make it uh, like if we start deep in the field, he's like, well, you only have to pass eighteen cars. Like it's not that bad, you know. <laughs> Just be or be the be the first one at the checkered flag, you know. <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> how are we gonna do this just, right. just finish first but but no he's helped me out tremendously um all my family my wife jamie uh my daughter kenzie uh my sisters my mom glenn uh cannon carson you know it's just uh it, it it was a fun year so it i mean it got a little rocky but um you just uh power through it and like i said man uh you know, I, I can't say I'm like my wife. I can't say I'm a fan. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, no, brother, man, it was, it was. It was a lot of fun to watch you race. And I, I, you know, I love your passion. And, you know, the one last thing I want to touch on before you leave. And when the 13 Marines were ca killed, um, when you won, and again, victory lane is a weird place because it's i've never stood there i've never never had that opportunity but the focus is all on you but you want to make sure you take it off but what you did that night to totally take it off of you 
and put the memory on those Marines was maybe one of my favorite moments at a racetrack I've ever seen. I don't, I don't really want credit for that. You know what I mean? I've, I just, I remember saying that that night, like, I don't, I've never been so political in my life, but what's wrong's wrong. And I think it's, I guess maybe it's the older you get, you know, I got some of these old school guys at work, like they talk about stuff back in the sixties and all this, and you're like, whatever, you know? And then it's like, we're living it again, the same thing again. Like it's, it's just the older you get. Um, yeah. I mean, support those guys man that's honestly think it, it think about it if you just sit down and think hard like they're over there doing all this stuff and you're out here playing golf or racing or yeah you know I mean? running around the yeah. dirt track with a car and then yeah. yeah i mean it's it's unbelievable the freedoms and what we have so i know you don't want credit yeah. um but i wanted to tell you that one of my favorite moments because i think it's something we were all feeling and didn't know how to put in words and that was hard it was you spoke directly from the heart obviously that wasn't anything prepped or prepared it just it was the right moment what you needed to say and very very impressive man well appreciate it all right guys hey we'll be back uh here in the next coming weeks uh we'll be on social media to let you know um be on the lookout though if you've not went over and followed steve peden racing uh on facebook get over there follow that um, like he said, you never know. He may show up somewhere in race, but it will definitely be on there to let you know. And uh, uh, good luck if you get the car back out this year. And if not, it's only a few months before we're back in March. So. True. And if anybody's looking for a capital car, get with me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Get good car. Very good car. So, all right, guys. Thank you. And we'll, we'll see you again soon.